0: Here we go Seasons are changing Windows are opening The heavens above me The rain is falling High, greater now, I hit greater, this is the hour for my increase, fresh anointing of his glory, I hit greater, I hit greater. are changing, windows are opening, the heavens above. for giving me the opportunity to create relevant, innovative, sustainable, and kingdom-minded moments. Uh, we take the risk. We're broken and hurting people. i put back together again. I love you. Come on, just shout Great.
1: And worship, worship matters,
2: matters all the, the time. Church. Oh wow. <laughs> Did I just say that again, babe? Two weeks in a row, we've had a bluebird. Come on, baby. Let's do the offer.
1: We are at our favorite portion of our worship <laughs> service, our giving time. Go ahead and text Rock Life to the number on the screen, or you can give it gimplify. You can also hashtag MyGivingMatters, amen. We understand that the Bible declares that our giving opens up a massive window. It creates a massive window of increase in our lives. We love to give and we understand that God would never take from us what we do not offer to him willingly. So let us go ahead and pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless you. We love you. We honor you today. And we ask that you receive our tithe, our offering, and our love seed on today. We ask that our sacrificial presentation begin to create a prosperous atmosphere of harmony and unity in the earth. Father, we ask in Jesus' name that you give us the power, you give us the strength, and you give us the ability to rebuke the divine of the enemy from stealing the benefits of what our giving creates and returns to us. We walk in our authority of overseeing our increase from this this day forth in the name of Jesus. We declare and loose in the earth that money and riches come to us now in Jesus' name. We declare that this moment in giving becomes the greatest day of breakthrough in our lives, our homes, our jobs, families, families businesses, and in our health. In Jesus' mighty name, go ahead and give. We bless you, and you all have a wonderful service today.
3: Hey, Rock Church,
2: I love you, I appreciate you. It's all about creating those relevant moments where broken and hurting people are restored back to their rightful place in God. I want to talk to you guys today about our journey. Our journey has really been a virtual church for the last three months or so. In March, we never knew that we were going to be shut out of the hotel and didn't know that that was going to take place. And we were really moving forward, talking about a building. And actually, we had went to look at a property the Sunday that the entire country shut down. As we've been going through this pandemic as we've been going through the troubled waters the lord spoke to me really put it in my spirit and he said i want you to remain focused i really want you to focus on keeping your church in a virtual world god what does that look like what are the people going to say don't justify it just simply tell them the vision if you give people vision they'll follow you my people perish for a lack of knowledge I want to invite each and every one of you guys out to our new home for a season, just for a season. It's called Rock Church. It's your virtual church. It's a place where you can bring your family. It's a place where you can bring your children. It's a place where you can bring your family and friends. You can even bring your favorite pet, man. You can cook breakfast. You can, you can bring your espresso, your coffee, whatever it is, man. You can sit right there on your couch and just simply enjoy the virtual worship that we're bringing you every Sunday. I want to tell you this. We're not abandoning the public and the corporate worship. I truly believe that God wants us as a church to begin to seize the opportunity that we can reach those who've never heard of us before. We can touch people better by what we're doing right now. It'll give us an opportunity to begin to look at where we need to land in the next months to come. So in the next months to come, I really want each and every one of you to join and follow your pastor. It's all about the Rock Life Virtual Worship Experience. Every Sunday morning, I want you to join us at your church, your church, church at home, church in your car, church at your job, 24 hours a day. I simply want you to just tap in Rock Church Solon RC dot online dot church you can actually reach it right through your app you can see the information there that's coming up that'll show you how to download our app all you gotta do there's a little green little tab right there that says RC online all you gotta do is just tap the first link if you really don't want to hit us on, on, on our online virtual church we have Facebook we've got YouTube but here's what I would like to do I would like to bring every member of the Rock Church into the same portal how many of you know that we're better and we're stronger when we're in one place at one time? I want you to join us every Sunday morning, 10 a.m. I want you to join us every Tuesday evening for our steady discipleship at the same place, just a different time, 7.30 p.m. on Tuesdays, 10 a.m. on Sundays. I love you. It's all about the Rocklight Virtual Church. I'll see you Sunday. Peace.
4: Get the glory, get the glory, yeah, you alone, you alone, get the glory, get the glory, get the glory. Can you sing it with me one more time? You alone get the glory, sing it with me, you around time. You alone, you alone, you alone, yes, you alone, yeah. Get the glory, get the glory, get the glory. Next verse it just says, and in this room, in my living room, you can
2: Everybody is Pastor G. Welcome to the Rock Church. It's the place where, man, I don't know why I keep repeating what my girl is repeating, but let's do it, y'all. We create those relevant moments where broken and hurting people are restored back to their rightful place in God. Happy Father's Day to everybody. Happy Father's Day to Pastor Emeritus Freddie Graves Sr. He is the founding father of the Rock Church. He's the reason that I'm standing here today. He's the reason that I'm living. He's. I know somebody gonna say. Jesus is, but I got to give it to you. He's my dad. He's my rock. I love you. Pops, the rev. I want to talk to you guys today about a relentless father. When we think about fathering, I was in a conversation a couple days ago and just thinking about it. When you look on TV, rarely do you see anything that talks about a good father. Rarely do we see any commercials that's talking about a good father. Rarely do we hear any music that's talking about a good father. Uh, When we look in the Bible, we hear so many stories about the mistakes of fathering. But here it is. Every father has made a mistake. I like what Tim S. Grover says. He says that being relentless means that you demand more of yourself than anyone else can ever demand of you, knowing that every time you stop, you can still do more. What is it that we can do that causes us to be the father of doing more? I want to encourage you today about three optics, three different views of what a relentless father looks like. Let's take some time and just really look at that on today. We 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 look at the courageous dad. We look at the street dad and we look at the community dad. Each one of them are great fathers, but they differ in their characteristics. The relentless father has everything to do about that courageous dad. I connected him to Abraham. He's the father of faith. But the courageous dad teaches you and I how to persevere, how to press and how to push when we're uncomfortable, when we're pushed out to do things that we just don't know how to do. Age ain't nothing but a number. All y'all heard it by Aaliyah. I love that. The courageous dad teaches you and I how to do what? It teaches us how to persevere. Then we got that street dad, that cool dad, that guy with the hat to the side. Come on, man. He got the gangster lean going on, got the nice caddy Fleetwood broham. He's that guy that teaches us about some of the lessons in life that we need to learn. I truly believe that fathering has everything to do with the connection to David. David had a major fall in his life and David teaches us how to do what to say? I'm sorry. He goes to God and he repents for his sin. He teaches us how to recover when we fall. He teaches us how to pick ourselves up and to keep moving that we don't have to live in shame or guilt. And then we got that third dad. I like that. Each and every one of us can really connect to this guy. He's the community dad. I call him the neighborhood dad. He's the coach. How many of you have ever went to the rec center and you saw the neighborhood dad, that that, that dad that was there, the janitor cleaning up, and he encourages you to make that basketball shot. He encourages you to swim better. He encourages you to stay off the corner and not get in trouble. Then you got that neighborhood dad who's just always around, even when you think about the drunk. We all had a drunk in the neighborhood who was drunk enough to say, don't do what I did. Don't look back 20 years from now and you're standing in the same place. The neighborhood that is connected to the prodigal son's father, the prodigal son's father knew that his son was going to go out, waste his, his inheritance. He was not ready, but he understood that I've got to keep my arms open. He held his arms open so that when his son came back, he was able to reward him with what reward him by giving him another chance to live life again. The relentless father is that guy who demands more of himself than anybody else can demand. He's always trying to do more. I want you guys to take a few moments and engage in this great conversation that we're getting ready to have today with my man Tyus, my man Walker and my man Robinson and myself. We're called the Relentless Fathers of the Rock Church. I want you to take some time and enjoy the conversation. I'll be back real soon. I love you. Peace. Hey, guys. Hey, I welcome you guys to the Rock Life Man Cave. We're talking about fathers today and got some great men on today. Um, we've got Ramon, we've got Chris and uh, Raheem all with us, their fathers in our church. And uh, we just want to kind of talk today and dialogue on what fatherhood means to each and every one of us. And uh, I want to start with uh, Elder Ramon. What, what, what does fathering mean to you, man, when you think about this weekend, uh, in a pandemic, um, in, a, in a race riot, um, all of the things that have been going on in our society today from uh, an African-American standpoint, what do you view fatherhood, Elder, to be in your life?
3: Uh, I look at the like at the three P's, as they say in that uh, a life commercial, life insurance commercial. But I look at it in different, like uh, the patriarch, the protector, and the provider. In terms of father, I like what you, you were talking about earlier as far as the father uh, in the neighborhood. And my dad, he was kind of like that. In a di- but in a different kind of way, they knew who he was because my dad was comical. Uh, growing up, he 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 was tagged the nickname of Pal P A L. In mm-hmm. fact, that's what they called him. My cousins uh, they called him Uncle Pal. His brothers and sisters called him Pal. Uh, mm-hmm. People at the church called him Brother Pal.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, you know, he was he was uh, a musician. In fact. Uh, That's why I'm a musician today, because he was the largest influence in terms of my musical. Uh, I was pretty much self-taught, but if it wasn't for him, I probably wouldn't be doing that today. Uh, Wow. I appreciate appreciate him for that. That's good, man. Um, That community
2: dad, man, means a lot, man. Uh, Talk to us, Chris Chris Walker, man. Talk to us, man. What does fatherhood mean to you, man? Um, We know that you... Um, are around a lot of young men today with your sports events that you do, um, fun games. Uh, what, what does it mean to you, man?
5: Um, to me, it just, uh, if I can put it in one word, um, just consistency. Um, you know, just, just being a constant, a constant, um, a constant. Just a constant, you know, I think in the black community, um, a lot of our boys and girls grow up without a constant, without that um, uh, constant male dad figure. And some of it is a natural dad. Some of it's a figure, you know, for those that don't have dads. And, um, you know, for me, just in my house, um, I just like to be that constant, whether it's constant joker Mm -hmm. constant uh whatever you know but dad's always here and even for you know the young people that I mentor directly or indirectly in my sports leagues or whatever um you know I like to think that my programs are that constant that Mm -hmm. you know in the next 15 years when they look back you know they can look and say You know what? Like my childhood was a great childhood because I had certain constants, certain things that I could look forward to that kept me on the straight and narrow, that kept me on the track, that kind of shows me how I can give back, you know, when I become of age. So, um, like I said, if I can just say one word, it's just the constant, you know, um, because I just believe that's lacked in a lot of households, you know, when there's no dad, so...
2: And that's really good. So we've got patriarch, protector, and then that one word, a constant figure, a constant presence leading to my man, Raheem. Talk to us, man. What, what, what does it mean to you? Uh, I, I know where you work at. Uh, you, you, work in, um, you work around youth, uh, young men, um, some fatherless. Uh, some away, abandoned. Um, talk to us, man. What does this weekend mean to you overall?
6: Um, it's it's a uh it's, it's a very very serious and uh, uh, holiday and celebration because like you said in the field i work in uh, with young men and young women what we what we find is that uh one of the most common denominators in these troubled uh, teens that I, I deal with is the lack of a father
1: mm-hmm. now,
6: it's a lack of a father in several different areas so when i think of being a father and what how i kind of you know, the path I try to model is, you know, it's three and kind of like Elder Ramon. He said three P's. I say triple A.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: You got to be active.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: You got to be available.
2: Mm-hmm.
6: And you got to be appropriate. <laughs> you know, seriously, I'm Because what I find is that, you know, is there is a lot of and this is, is even true in my own life as I grew up. That you can have a father, but he's not active in your life. He can be in the home, but not really spending time with you, not active. Or he can be in the home, goes to work, come home, goes to work, come home, hang out with his friends, but he's not available to the family. Wow, powerful, man. And then you can have a father that's active and available, but maybe he's not appropriate in the things that he's teaching and the way he's guiding you. He can be guiding you in things that, you know, are destructive for you. And the mm-hmm. truth is that may be all he knows. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And that's what's happening in a lot of these young men's lives that I have the opportunity to interact with, you know, yeah. and personally, I had, you know, my father had a little bit, of all three of those. Um, He wasn't active all the time he wasn't available much um and he and he wasn't appropriate and i love him mm-hmm. but he, he he was always he always tried to make himself available at his schedule mm-hmm. not necessarily when i needed him mm-hmm. when he was ready so i think that we as fathers should should, should maybe take some of those things in mind active be available and with our activity and availability, uh, let's make sure that we're appropriate in the things that we teach um, the young, the young generations. And that can be, you know, even not only our own children, but we all are models of fathers, even if they're not our own children, you know, other kids in the community and our churches, they look at us and they know that we're fathers. So, you know, that's what it means to me. And that's what I try to model things after, man. And, partly because of, you know, my own upbringing.
2: Mm -hmm. You know, amazing to hear you say that because my my lesson, and you guys are really messing my lesson up, man. Y'all probably going to make me go in and add some of the stuff that you guys have talked about. I already got it written out already. But Elder uh, Ramon, he started it out, uh, the provider, the patriarch. What was that last P? Um, Uh, Protect. Protector provider, and the patriarch. That's Abraham, when I think about it. Um, Abraham is the patriarch. Um, When we think about it, he represents the father of faith. I call him the courageous dad. Um, Fathers that are courageous enough to be relentless in teaching us how to readjust our faith. In those difficult moments, guys, where God tells us to do something, man. And you think about fathers, man. You got to get up and move your family here. You got to deal with unemployment. You got to make a move um, that nobody else can make but you. And then, you know, Chris comes and he says, the constant father. Um, I like the constant father because the constant father, um, he looks like the prodigal son. He looks like the son that was to the prodigal son who was constant in the neighborhood, uh, always had his arms open. Um, When I think about Chris, uh, his arms are so open that he's able to receive children that have been abandoned, children that have been astray. Um, They're lost in their purpose, lost in their destiny. Um, We call this guy um, the community dad, the, the, the neighbor dad, the neighborhood dad, he's like the coach. You know, that's always telling everybody, hey, man, you you trip. Get up and do it again, man. Um, You messed up. You can do it again. You can live again. And then we go to Rahim. Got to be active, available, and appropriate. I look at that as being David, um, the father. I call him the father of lessons learned. If we really want to parenthetically give him a name, um, he's the wise and experienced street dad. <laughs> that street dad is, is is that guy who we've all had some type of conversation with. Of hey, man, don't do that. Don't don't do what I did. You know, the life that I live is not appropriate for you. The things that I've done, the shame, the guilt that I brought upon my family. That that father teaches us how to overcome. Um, And how to recover in areas in our life where we learn how to say we're sorry, where where we learn how to make it right. And when I look at fathering, um, when I look at fathering today, my my heart breaks um, because when we look at TV right now, there is no show on TV right now that speaks to the good father. The, the good father when I talk about the good father and all three of these fathers are good fathers. David was an excellent father but he had an, he had an issue with availability he had an issue with appropriateness um, when we look at the the, the, the the father of the prodigal son he was constant in showing the love for his son, but he had an issue with honoring the one that was with him. <laughs> and then we think about Abraham, the mistakes that Abraham made, man. He, he kicked out Hagar and Ishmael, you know, because his wife said they're causing too much confusion. Good fathers with issues. But when we look at good fathers, guys, we don't see anything on TV uh, that allows our children to look up. And say, hey, I I want to be a good father. You know, he's either sexing some chick, selling dope, killing somebody. Uh, when we look at the 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 optics of an African American man, um, he's either got to be the drug dealer, he's either got to be Denzel in Training Day, that you got to be so rowdy that that's the only way that you win an Oscar, but can't be Malcolm X. Because Malcolm X is not good, so you don't win. Um, can't be Martin Luther King. You know, so the only way that we get the credit is that you have to have a movie with your pants sagging. And, and so I really think, you know, as we come to a close here, um, I really wanna hear some, some, some real good points from you guys on what you guys think we can begin to do as fathers. One of the things that I believe is that we've gotta, we've gotta, we've gotta take our place back at the voting ballot. We've got to be seen voting for issues, for policy change, for education, uh, for financial reform, and all of those different things in our neighborhoods. That's my heart's cry. That That's my heart's desire. What do you guys, in, 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 in about 60 seconds, um, Chris, what do you see from the perspective of fun games? And I really want you to talk from where you are, the optics of what fathering can do? Do you need us to show up more? Do we need to to, to be there as a support to these young men um, in, in this time? Talk to us.
5: Um, you know what? I, I actually think, you know, I am probably fortunate enough to work in an arena where you know, you don't really have to pull teeth to see the dads because it's it's sport it's sports, right? right? So like so like that's that that's the area where maybe if you and I'm not knocking it, maybe you have a weekend dad or a dad that's not around. He's probably around at the sporting events, you know, Mm -hmm. um if if he's if he's around at all. Um so you know I kind of work like I said in in an area where where I do see a lot of dads Mm -hmm. and there are some single single moms, but um, that's one of the joys I have with at least the area where, where I work in. So good, um, my thing is that it's 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 really nice to see because we all kind of look at the kids as our own. You know, okay. um, you know, it's not just my kid. You know, we all the kids just like my son's kids, my son's friends. You Your know, they're kids? all they're all my son. <laughs> yeah, no, not, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, my brother, but, um, but no, my son's friends, you know, they're all my sons. Um, and I think that the dads, uh, feel the same way about, you know, my kids. Like there was, an, I know you said 60 seconds, but I do want to touch on no, ahead. Man. Go ahead
6: take there was the a,
5: time. there was actually a dad who, um, he's an AAU dad that, you know, Caleb is the same age as his son, sent out a, a text message earlier this week, said, Hey, um, I'm having a police officer uh, come out to speak to the kids. He lives in Stowe. It's like, it'd be nice if all of y'all kind of came out, kind of send the message to all the dads, all mm-hmm. the kids. And it was a pretty good turnout, man. I, I would have to say probably about 30 kids, 30 to 35 kids um, from all across the city. Like I said, it was in Stowe. It was kids from, you know, we're from Solon, Shaker, whatever. And it was the dads that brought them, you know, some moms, but it was, it was the dads. So, Sports is kind of the one kind of, um, I would say, curveball that, you know, you will see more dads involved. So, um, you know, I would just say, like, you know, I, I like to continue to see maybe if there is a kid that doesn't have a dad in his life, you know, to, um, you know, just reach out, you know, put them under your, your wing and um, like many of the dads do. So that's kind of my my area. Shoot us the information for fun games, man. Tell them where they can find you, buddy. Oh, yeah. So um, on IG is uh, Fun Game Live.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, Twitter is also uh, Fun Game Live. And, um, you know, my Facebook account is uh, Fun Game Chris uh, Walker. So um, usually my my IG is pretty much all fun game stuff. You know, Not a whole lot of mm-hmm. personal stuff, but that will keep you updated with what we're doing.
2: And he and his wife is an excellent cook. So if your children are ever hungry, don't worry about it. Mother Candace Walker's gonna make sure that they eat real well. It's Absolutely. called Walker Eats, y'all. So right. if you're hanging with fun games, you, you definitely, if your kid is hungry, don't worry about it. They're gonna eat real well. Elder, Elder Robinson, Robinson, man. Ramon, talk to us, man. Um,
3: what do you see, man? Oh boy, that's a good question because uh our kids are now grown, but prior to them not being in their 20s when they were, you know, seven, nine, and ten, mm-hmm. you know, we made sure that we went to their athletic events, yeah, uh their talent their talent shows, uh, their theatrical events, uh, just that support um uh, was very important. Um uh, so even though we're a blended family. You know, we we didn't let that stop us. It, it, it was just uh, it was just a great blessing to be their stepdad and just to be in their lives. Um, other than that, uh, I think just being a uh, just you know being a good neighbor, the people mm-hmm. uh, like you talked about your dad in the neighborhood, just being that person is being a good neighbor and the, the, the loves his neighbors like he loves himself, mm-hmm. and just. Uh, Uh, that's about it. You you know, my dad was called the Rev.
2: I couldn't call him the Rev because he thought I was making fun of him. But he was called the Rev in the neighborhood. Um, I I grew up disliking my dad because I didn't think he was cool enough. (laughs) And so you kind of brought up a subject, man, that I really want to touch on. um, And you guys can kind of help me with it. Um, When we talk about fathering Um, There are some families that are blended where, you know, that relationship brought in children and your father and children that you did not birth. What, What does that look like today when we talk about the blended family, the father that takes care of a child that he did not birth, but he treats that child as if it's his blood seed. How 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 do we talk about that? How do we merge that fathering? Because a lot of times when we hear father, we think of father in the home, one one husband, one wife. But as I grew up, because I grew up with a dysfunctional view of what fathering was, because my father was there in the home. My uncle and my uncles were there in their home. And so when I grew up to to not see guys not having fathers, as Chris talked about. My house was that house. But it never really hit me until I started pastoring. Um, And one day Chris said, hey, pastor, man, you know, you probably need to change your view of what we're doing. Um, These children, sports is is one of the only outlets that they may have. And a Sunday morning is probably the only way that they get out to enjoy and to become skillful in what they're doing. Well, because my father was always at home, my father only took me to church on Sunday. So that's all I grew up knowing is that you went to church on Sunday and everything came after church. So I had to change my my view and my optics. And I think sometimes we forget about blended families Somebody jump in there and, and talk to me about that.
5: Um I mean I guess I can I can touch on that. Um so I mean I I grew up with you know first of all my dad passed away when I was 5. Wow. Um and my mom got remarried um maybe 2 years later so I grew up in a house with You know, for about the next five or six years, which were very important years growing up before they got divorced with a stepdad. And, you know, to be honest, you know. I looked at him as, you know, I yearned to have a dad in my life, Mm -hmm. so it was never an issue like I never gave him any problems. And I'm a boy, too. So, it's you know, it's a little different. I mean, I I yearn to be under his tutelage, Um, you know, love my mom, but but just kind of. I, I embraced it, you know, um, so now kind of, you know, me on the adult side, you know, found, you know, my, myself in a situation where now that, you know, we have a blended family, um, you know, uh, two boys, a girl, and then we have any extension, you know? Um, so I just believe that I believe it's a calling, man.
3: I, I wow. think that,
5: um, you know, you are called to be in certain people's lives, and I just believe that, um, the you got to kind of keep in focus like the kids didn't really make the decisions, the kids are in the situation because of adult decisions. Exactly. And so, um, I just believe that, you know, with the blended family, it'd be very, very hard. I mean, there's a reason why God, you know, have things set up a certain way where you're supposed to be with one woman and you guys are supposed to have kids with with one family Mm -hmm. because things can be really difficult. The logistics can be really difficult when it's another way, not impossible, but difficult. And I just think that, um, you know, you're kind of called to be in certain people's lives. And I think if you look at it from that approach, it will kind of get you through the difficult times because Mm -hmm. down the road, 10 years, 15 years, Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of, I think, when the kid will kind of appreciate it. You know, anyway, as a parent, you're going to give more than you're going to get back, Mm -hmm. period. Even your biological kids, Mm -hmm. you know, you're going to always give more than more I love yous, more money, more love, more. You're always going to give more than you're going to give back anyway. So then when you have a Uh, someone that's not a biological kid, the extreme is even more, almost. Mm -hmm. Um, So it can be uh, very difficult. But I think once you really just kind of surrender to like, okay, you know, God, you're using me as a blessing in this young person's life, Mm -hmm. that I'm paying it forward. And not not even expecting, like not even expecting to get anything back in return, but just know that I'm serving you. So I'm serving you, which means this is my purpose. And, you know, hopefully, you know, down the road, you know, I will reap the rewards, whether it be directly or indirectly. And I just think it's a it's a mindset, man. It's not easy, but it can be rewarding if you kind of understand the dynamics of why God has you in the situation. You
2: know, Chris, man, I, I really want to commend you, man, and and I'll talk to you too, uh, Robinson. I, I want to commend you, man, of the awesome job that you do, man. And when I say commend you, um, never hear you complain. Um, always seeing you giving, man, and to know that you said it's a call. It's just not. It's just not my duty. It's just not. You know, I want to do something to get the credit. It's a call. It's a gift. It's a grace. I, I want to commend you, man, and, and to all of our online church, everybody that's looking today, man. Um, let's hashtag it, man. Big shout out to Chris Walker, man, for being one of those great blended fathers. Yes, sir. Great guy. Yes. Uh, L Robinson, talk to us because you kind of you uh, mentioned that, man, um, when we were talking about it, man. Uh,
3: what has it been for you? Well, you know, uh, I was a single man for a long time. Mm -hmm. So when I got married, I knew that uh, I didn't quite know how it was going to be. I knew I was uh, I was in it for the long haul Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't trade it for anything. Uh, Not only did it teach me to give, but to give more and to give more openly and freely and with with my heart. it's been a great journey. And uh, uh, like I said, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. Just uh, seeing how they've grown and uh, how they appreciate me and how they love me. It's its, it's just been great. God, God, God is just great. That's really good. I, I was thinking about it, man.
2: Um, and maybe you guys can help me. There's Adam who has the, the family. Um, Noah's family, but then we get to Abraham, and I think we kind of see that first blended family, yeah um where you know Abraham has Ishmael with Hagar, Sarah, Isaac, and from there we can begin to see a divide, yeah uh, David had a major issue um with the blended family, and, and I believe sometimes as fathers we don't really deal with our our past mistakes and if i can encourage any father today and you guys can help me Elder rahim you can help me with this i encourage every father today to forgive yourself it's very important that we understand that god forgives us jesus died on the cross for every mistake that we would make and that we would continue to make. Um, fathering is just, it's it's not easy. We make the mistakes. And when we look at David, um, we look at his life and that mistake that he made with Bathsheba, it tore his entire family apart because he was ne- never really able to recover from that one act. And I think sometimes as fathering, because we don't talk a lot, We don't commune a lot. We kind of hold things in because we were taught to be strong even when we're wrong. (laughs) Y'all can kind of testify to that. Uh, Even when we have issues in our life, we we take it to our grave. Um, And one of the things that I had to do as a father is I had to forgive myself um, in how I I treated my father and how I responded to, to my family. And, allowing myself to love my children through their own mistakes um, and not loving them through my failures. You know, that when they make a mistake, oh, that was something that I did and everybody said what goes around comes around. And, And so Elder Rahim, you know, speak to us, man, on just fathering from the position where you know you've made some mistakes in your life and you kind of feel like it's affecting the response of those that you're now fathering.
6: Yeah. Um one simple statement. You make a mistake.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: You're not a mistake.
2: <laughs> That's good.
6: We make mistakes. But we are not defined or don't have to be defined by the mistakes we make. Mm -hmm. When we define ourselves by those mistakes, that's a choice that we make. We don't have to do that. Being a father, it it almost comes with the territory that you're going to make a mistake. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make you a mistake. It's not a mistake that you're a father, whether a blended father or a biological father is not a mistake. Mm-hmm. You're not a mistake. Mm-hmm. And that's the same. That's what I would say to encourage people, encourage our brothers out here to who are fathers in all kind of different situations. Mm-hmm. Um, we all make mistakes, mm-hmm. but we're not mistakes. Um, God has a purpose for us. And in that purpose is our fatherhood. So wow. that's what I would say. Good.
2: Mistakes. Somebody was going to jump in. Somebody going to jump in right there? No, I was just saying that's that's good. I like that. Good stuff. Um, Yeah. When we think about it, man, the mistakes. When we think about it, the African-American father for years has had to live through his mistakes. Yeah. You know, your daddy wasn't ever no good. You ain't going to be no good. and you know, uh, you know, poor dad, you know, deadbeat dad and all of these different things. I, I believe that they affect the psyche of the father. But today we're talking about that relentless father, Th- those three optics of what a relentless father looks like, uh, in our life, that, that father who never stops, he's constant. Uh, Chris yeah. talked about it, that, that father who sees that I've got to do more. He's active, available, Uh, that that father that understands I've got to I can't only just provide and and be the patriarch. I got to protect my family in every way that I can. Fathering looks like that. The optics of fathering, Uh, the patriarch, Abraham. He was the father of courage, Uh, that that the father that is constant in our life. He's that guy that shows up at the basketball game and the basketball team is losing and he sees that guy on the sideline and he shouts out, "Man, lift up your head, man, you can still win. You got time." That's yep. that neighborhood dad who who catches you on the on the corner and you're going to the store and he says, "Man, I want you to keep pushing. You come from a good home. Um you've got that dad that talks to you about man being available to say I made some mistakes in my life, but you've got a second chance to do it right again. It's called fathering at the Rock Church. We really appreciate you guys. Elder Ramon, Elder Chris, Elder Rahim, I simply want to say happy Father's Day. I salute each and every one of you um, to your families, to your sons, to your daughters, all of those children that you come in contact with. I pray that God will allow each and every one of you to remain active, to remain constant and to be the provider and protector that each and every one of those children need. Rock Church, we love you. We appreciate you. It's what we do. We create relevant moments where broken and hurting people are restored back to their rightful place. I I, I want to really just pause right here. If, if there's a father there and you're hurting today, um, the four of us, we, we want to just literally just stretch our hands toward the screen and we just want to say that you can survive we want you to survive we we, we declare that that you live today we we declare that in jesus name amen you're able to understand that there is no need for you to live in condemnation that jesus christ's blood allowed you to live free of condemnation We, we speak to Abandonment. We we speak to drugs and alcohol. We speak to anger and disappointment. And we declare that in Jesus' name, that in our communities, that fathers, African American fathers, will live, will rise to the occasion, and that we will be the patriarchs, will be constant, will be available to be fathers in our community. I love y'all. Y'all have Amen. a great day. I'll see you real soon. Peace, man. God bless. All right. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Rock Life Sermon Recap. What an amazing moment in worship today, man. Three guys, Walker, Tyus, and my man Robinson just nailed it. They completely just took Pastor completely out of his notes. All of my notes there. But let's talk about it. We talked about that courageous dad. He's Abraham. That courageous dad who is the protector, he's the patriarch of the family, he's the provider, and then Tyus just takes us down that street with David, man, and he talks about the father who is available, who is appropriate, and that father who is active in his children's life, and then the last father, the neighborhood dad. Man, Walker really brought it home for us today, the father who is constant. I want to encourage somebody Just think about those three fathers The courageous dad He's the protector, he's the provider He's the patriarch The street dad He's that guy who has the wisdom, the experience But he has to teach you what it is to be appropriate in life, he has to teach you what it is to be active. He has to teach you what it is to be available when it's time for him. And then the constant that, that neighborhood, dad, the coach. I simply want to say this today: fathering matters at the Rock Church. It matters in all of our communities, and we want to say this to fathers: it's time that we take our communities back. It's time that we take our houses back. And well, I want
1: to say Happy Father's Day to all of our fathers watching. Happy yes. Father's Day to the hey. fathers of the Rock Church Happy Father's Day to you, honey Thank And you. to my, uh, my fathers, my dad uh, who has gone on to be with the Lord And the Paul Graves, Happy Father's Day And when I think about uh, the lesson on today I am so pleased and so grateful to know that You, uh, Paul, and my natural dad You all <laughs> resemble this relentless father These relentless fathers And so I'm grateful I'm very grateful to you guys. So
2: thank you. And I want to say to our founding fathers, Dad, we love you, man. I want to say that my dad is just, he's the rock. I talked to my brother after we did this, this session and this pre-record, and I said, you know what? My dad sticks all through. He's hes, he's, he's that provider, protector. He's the dad that, that taught us how to be appropriate in our language. He was that dad that was the coach to me Dad, I love you, man. I yes, appreciate we love you. you Paul. Hey, we'll see you guys on next Sunday. It's all about your life matters. Jesus matters. Worship matters matter? at the time. At the time.
1: At the time. <laughs> hey,
2: guys, we're going to get it right one day. We I love you.
1: Have it right. you we create relevant get moments right.
2: where broken and hurting people are restored back to their rightful the places. I love you. Peace. <laughs>
0: Wait tonight, to, from the bottom of my heart, cheese up to the rock church, to all my family, I love you, thank you for giving me the opportunity to create relevant, innovative, sustainable and kingdom minded moments, we take the risk, we're broken and hurting people, i put back together again, I love you, come on just shout greater! shall live and not die I'm declaring that leukemia and cancer will leave your body I'm declaring greater signs and wonders shall follow you all the days of your life